The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Bucknutters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, October 20th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Jonah Booker in just a moment. Oh, my friends, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be a fun show. The two topics are cheating allegations at Michigan and then the Ohio State-Penn State game tomorrow. Our predictions, our thoughts, but the cheating allegations at Michigan are so interesting. And uh, before we bring in Jay Book, I'm going to tell you guys again about one of our great sponsors and how you can get a great deal from our great sponsor, Manscaped. Gentlemen across the nation, I have an urgent message for you. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. The brand that took your balls to space is now launching them into the ultrasphere. Introducing the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, featuring new cutting-edge design and next-gen dual skin-safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the brand new The Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code BUCKNUTS. High tech for low places, Manscaped. Once again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. Your balls have been through enough. It's time to go ultra with Manscaped. All right. Oh, man, I cannot wait for this. I cannot wait for this. <laughs> Jonah Booker, welcome into the show, my friend. Good morning, um, Dave. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. The, the uh, cheating allegations at Michigan, um, when that dropped yesterday, what was your reaction? What's your reaction right now, sir? As, as one uh, Big Ten coach likes to say, Dave, it's hard to beat the cheaters, man. It's hard, it's hard to beat the cheaters when – the allegations come out that um, the school of North, the holier than thou group uh, have been up to some shenanigans. But at first, I, when I was just thinking about it, Dave, and when the story came out, my initial thought was like, my goodness, the NCAA really has uh, has it up their cross to mess with this Michigan program because you look all around college football and there's so much going on. But for whatever reason, they continue to camp out up there and then as the stories progressed, the day progressed, even Pete Thamel dropped a, an article uh, at midnight last night, Dave. It's, it sounds like there's bigger things that are coming on the horizon when it comes to this investigation. I mean, to me, Dave, the red flag is when you have the Big Ten Conference and the NCAA come together with a joint statement like, when do you ever hear the Big Ten making a statement regarding small allegations or infractions? You don't do that. You don't. You never hear the Big Ten making any type of statements just for something that's petty. 
that's exactly right. That's where I was like, wow. You one thing if there was an allegation out there, or whatever and they're investigating it, and somehow that got leaked. For them to come out with this, that leads me to believe they must have hard evidence for them to come out and say what they said in the statement. Part of the statement, the one that jumped out was um, uh, Michigan is being accused of having a, quote, vast network of stealing signs. Uh, and we'll get into how stealing signs is actually legal, but there's other things that are illegal that they're being alleged to have done. And I'll say this. Uh, the reason they must have hard evidence is for them to go to the future opponents for Michigan and warn them. They went to Michigan State initially and Michigan State, when they first heard, said, well, we're not going to play in the game this Saturday. And they've changed their mind. Michigan State's going to play for them to go to. I've never I don't never heard of anything like that in sports. They must have some hard evidence here that they're sending guys on the road, getting video, whatever it might be. It's something more nefarious than just like stealing signs. I mean, let's let's. Let's take Pete Thamel's article, Dave, and just look at, at the facts that he's reporting. They have allegedly been doing this since 2021. Boom. How long does it take for the NCAA and the Big Ten office itself to actually move for them to already know who the specific staffer is at Michigan to come in right away, request access to his um, computer to turn around and say, hey, we've got this information so we need to warn future opponents that you may be compromised and we have um pretty specific evidence that that may be the case that right there dave makes me believe like this is not just some type of small deal that the michigan uh fanboys and their beat writers that cover them is going to spin this the big 10 doesn't just come out dave and make these type of statements if it's not something that they believe is going to be harmful to the reputation of the school, the Big Ten Conference, um, and the integrity as the game as whole. And, you know, you got the, the smoke out there that Vegas have been talking about potentially pulling their game with Vegas getting involved. I mean, it's how many tentacles that go into this, Dave? Like 2021, I know to me, Dave, you have a lot of the Ohio State fans and they want to say, hey, when did Michigan start becoming – and a power, a team that was struggling. Jim Harbaugh was on the brink of being fired. And then, boom, just like that, all of a the sudden, they become a dominant force in college football at the same time that these allegations supposedly have started. Now, I'm not going to discredit Michigan and say that they're not a, a good football program because they do have some talent. They do have um, elite play from their players. They are extremely well coached. But this just adds an element of a cloud and skepticism to say, how good are you guys really? Is this, is this because you guys have been cheating? And you look back at Clemson, Dave, with the Brent Bendables. When Ohio State was playing Clemson in the Sugar Bowl, what was the smoke leading all up to that? Brent Bendables and Clemson's, they're prolific at stealing your signals. So what was Ohio State's counterattack that Justin Fields said? We did a muddle huddle to protect our signs from being stolen because we knew that Clemson was trying to steal our signs. And what happened? That threw Clemson's defense completely off the, off the rails there because Ohio State put up 40-plus points, put up the most yards, put up the most points that Clemson had surrendered that entire season. And a lot of people look back and say, that's because Brent Vendables wasn't able to steal your signs. Um, we're, not going to get a, we're not going to get a grasp of how this affects Michigan on the field. They're going to smash Michigan State this week, but we're going to find out when they play Penn State, when they play Ohio State. 
Yeah, you mentioned the Clemson game. That's a great point. That's what, what reminded me of that as well. But I think Venables was never accused of doing anything like, um, you know, anything electronically or anything. That was just good old-fashioned sign stealing. Um, and then, yeah, the Buckeyes did the muddle huddle, like you said. They also went super up-tempo. Um, that, man, that was one of the most fun uh, Buckeye games in recent memory, just hammering Clemson. And Clemson hasn't been the same since. Um, one thing about all of this, like there's a lot of, you know, Michigan fans are, are defending it and, and writers and whatever else. Um Everybody else is, is very skeptical. One thing's for sure, like we might not know all the facts now because we don't. We will eventually. This will all come out. I mean, for the Big Ten and the NCAA to make that joint statement and, and to already use the stern language that they've used, I've never seen anything like this. And you're right. I mean, Pete Thamel has a new story out today. There's going to be more and more and more and more that come out, um, you know, even probably later today through the next few days. I cannot wait to see what happens. And, Jay, and I, this, comes on the, this comes on the heels of Jim Harbaugh being suspended three games by his own school. He was going to get suspended longer than that for lying to the NCAA. And that's not going away. He's still being investigated for that. Um, they have not given their final decision on, on Harbaugh. The NCAA has it. Nobody talks about Matt Weiss. You know, what? The cops raided what? his house and he was forced to retire or forced to quit. And nobody talks about that. Like th it's been one thing after another with this, uh, the cheating allegations, obviously being. The and most then, important. and then you also had uh, the shimmy shim Beckler uh, type of deal where he yeah. had to be fired for being a racist uh, up there. So it's all kinds of things that's been going on with the, with that program. Um, I will say this about Jim though, uh, Dave, he better not get caught lying on this one or he's definitely going to get a show cause. Um, Ohio State fans will sit here and tell you Jim Tressel was fired for a whole lot more or less than what's going on up in Michigan uh, right now. So the question is, and the thing that's been lingering out there, he hasn't signed that long-term extension yet. Will he even be back at Michigan? Will Jim just throw up his hands and say, I'm done with this. I don't need to continue to be badgered by the NCAA. I don't need all of these allegations. I can just go to the NFL and just worry about winning football games. Don't have to worry about all of the nonsense that partakes in college football. So I would, I'll be curious to see if he even returns this year. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I mean, what are they saying in the chat, Dave, that the, that the guy who's been accused of this spy gate, he's already scrubbed his social media? Like, why? Just put your stuff on. If you didn't do anything, just put yourself on mute. And don't even hop on social media. Why he just completely like delete everything? That's interesting behavior there. If you're innocent, all right. Let's get into the legalities in football of stealing signs. Steal again. Stealing signs is legal. If like you and I are playing against it, we're coaching against each other. And I notice every time you know Jay Book raises his right hand. You know they're doing veer to the left or whatever it might be like or whatever it might be. You know, okay. Just like in baseball, there's a reason they're they're, they're hiding the signs and everything. But once you start doing like what the Astros did a few years ago, you start using video technology or even banging on trash cans. Uh, they were doing a little bit of everything. That's when it becomes cheating. And if Michigan was sending, you're not allowed to send guys on the road to scout other teams, which to me, that shouldn't be a rule, but it is. You certainly can't send guys on the road to videotape other signals. And it sounds like that's one of the allegations that's out there. Again, we're going to find out. You can't do that. You certainly can't tap into the electronic communications and hear this you know, what the other team is communicating through their headsets. That sounds like another thing that might be in the cards here. I, again, if that's what it is, if, if they're caught with that type of cheating, this is going to be really, really bad for Michigan. I'm in a group text with some of the Ohio State beat writers that are opining. These are guys that are, you know, are pretty serious dudes. And they're like, you know what? Michigan could get like a serious penalty, like, like a multi-year bull, bull ban, stuff like that, if this is true. 
Yeah, it's 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 fascinating because in Pete Thamel's article, Dave, you have a Big Ten administrator saying this is worse than the Astros and the Patriots. It's both the use of technology for competitive advantage, and there's allegations that they're filming prior games, not just in games. Um, they're quoting a Big Ten source. If it was just like as you mentioned, an in-game situation to where hey, we came out there, we picked up on the details. Uh, of what was going on, then that's one thing. But to be sending staffers ahead of time, that right there kind of crosses the the line to saying this is a little bit more than just, hey, we're going in here to try to steal your signs. But that's been going on for all of college football. I mean, you look at Ohio State. Everybody knows that Ohio State figured out Don Brown's signs when Ohio State played them in, what, 2018, 2019. Like, all of those coaches would tell you when we played Michigan, the offense absolutely knew when Don Brown was getting ready to blitz. So what did they do? They looked over to the sidelines and they meshed them to death. They called a mesh route to counter every time they knew that Don Brown was going to blitz. That right there is in the competitive spirit of college football because they sat there and figured out what Don Brown was going to uh, run in certain packages. Now, with this, Dave, you have to ask – Will they have to vacate potential wins? Because if it's going back to 2021 and you're saying, hey, this is a major competitive advantage, will they have to vacate wins? I mean, Ohio State had to vacate wins because of kids getting uh, tattoos, Dave. Now, what? Now you tell me, how does that how does that give you a competitive advantage on the field? Because these kids sold their memorabilia, and Ohio State had to go back and vacate those wins. How does USC have to vacate their wins and Reggie Book has to vacate his Heisman Trophy because he accepted money? That doesn't impact the play on the field. This directly impacts the play on the field. So that's why I think the Big Ten is coming out so strongly saying, hey, they're all for the integrity of the game. Like this is something that we need to warn future opponents about that you may be compromised. I don't know when we're going to find out. And that's the one thing I'm really curious about now. Again, I know we're going to find out the truth eventually. I, mean, I don't know if it's going to be later this season. It doesn't feel like this is one thing the NCAA wants to wait around on, though. This is, sounds like they're they're going full bore. Um, Harbaugh's already pissed them off by lying to them. So, you know, you could say they're out to get them. But um, I just can't wait till we find out, you know, the real deal here. I got a feeling it's they already know. But here's, here's, here, here's what yeah. I would love to know, Dave, is how do they know already? Like the NCAA is a, they move at a snail's pace. For them to be this far ahead to say, we know who did it, when they did it, whose computer we need to look at, that's very detail oriented. Like somebody's snitching up in Michigan's program. Or, I mean, you can say, hey, Greg Schiano may have turned him in, or there's some smoke out there that Matt Rule may have been one of the other coaches. And it's supposedly up to four teams now that have complained about Michigan. That's one thing to file a complaint to say, hey, we suspect some some shenanigans are going on. But for them to already know when this started, who is the person that allegedly have been doing it, and we need to request access to his computer, that right there tells me this thing is on a, a speed train because the NCAA and the Big Ten never moves quickly. We're going to get into Ohio State, Penn State injuries in just a moment. Stick with us. I'm going to let you guys know about a sponsor I've been telling you guys about. I love these guys, Underdog Fantasy, and how you guys can get some free money. 
This episode of Bucknuts Morning 5 is presented by Underdog Sports. We see a lot of you are downloading Underdog using the promo code and having fun, which we love to see. If you haven't already checked them out, be sure to do so. It's super easy to use. You can just go on the app and go pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total than what is listed. For example, if Travis Kelsey's number is set at 50 yards, you know Taylor Swift is in the house. You may feel confident he's going to go way higher than that number. Do that with two through five different players, and you're in business. If you go five for five, you can 20 extra money. So sign up today with promo code BUCKNUTS and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store. Don't forget to register with promo code BUCKNUTS to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. There are a lot of fantasy companies out there, but we decided to partner with Underdog because it's the easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Must be 18 or over, older and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. All right, let's get down to brass tacks, Ohio State, Penn State. Who thought we'd be getting into that, uh, what, like 16 minutes into the show the day before <laughs> the game? Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, Buckeyes favored by four and a half, over under 45 and a half. How do you see this one playing out? Yeah, Dave, this, this right here is all going to come down to the trenches. What does Ohio State offensive line do uh, to counter this aggressive Penn State front seven with Abdul Carter, Chuck Robinson, those guys? They're going to be screaming downhill. This is going to be the most talent, talented front seven that Ohio State has faced to date. Guys that are loaded with NFL talent all over that Penn State defense. I think this is going to be a low-scoring, hard-hitting, sledgehammer type of game, Dave. Um, the question that I have for Ryan Day is, how are you going to call this game? We've seen it over the past several years, Dave, outside of Georgia. he's He has a history of calling these games very tight. You look on the flip side of the football, you got a Penn State team that ranks 116th in explosive plays in NCAA they're averaging about eight plays per drive to score a touchdown, but they are putting up points. They're very methodical, but very effective. Can Jim Nogue's uh, defense get off the field on third down? That's going to be the key. And I think the telltale sign will be who can generate the explosive plays, Dave. If Ohio State can generate those explosive plays, put Penn State's offense in a predicament that they haven't been all season where they have to play a little bit more tempo, have to have more of a sense of urgency. I think that bodes well for Ohio State. The keys for me, Dave, and a lot of people are asking about it, is what about the health of the defense uh, and as far as Denzel Burke? What about the health on the offense? Will we have a, a whole platoon of running backs? Will Emeka Abuka play? Those right there are going to be key factors here um, that's going to take place. But I look at this, Ohio State 24, Penn State 21. It's going to be a battle. I think it's going to be a fourth-quarter game. To me, Dave, Ohio State has to start fast. We can't have the slow starts that we've seen in the past from Kyle McCord in this offense. you got to get out, make Penn State play your game, make them uncomfortable, and the shoe better be loud, Dave. It better be rocking, ruckus oh, environment, top-10 matchup. Let's go, baby. It will be. It will be. It's, it's not going to be the uh... – Man, it can be very quiet in there for certain games, but there's there's certain games it'll be just popping, and tomorrow is going to be one of them for sure. And another thing, they were calling for uh, a chance of rain all week. Now there's no rain in the forecast, high of 60. 
Um, so uh, hopefully it'll be it'll stay dry right now. No rain in the forecast here in Columbus tomorrow. I have this one uh, just like you have the Buckeyes winning a close one, three points. I have it twenty to seventeen. I made that prediction when I thought it might be wet. You get two elite defenses, two offenses that are good but not great going up against elite defenses. I thought the field might be a little sloppy. That's not going to be the case. So maybe it'll be a little bit more high scoring than that. But uh, you have it right on the over under. The over under is forty five and a half. You got yeah. it right there at the 45 total points. You got a little bit under. I got it pretty far under if I'm going to stick with 2017. But, yeah, I think it's going to be relatively low scoring, and the Buckeyes are going to win this game uh, by a field goal. Um, but, yeah, let's get into this. You touched on this. Um, how confident are we that Emeka, Burke, Henderson might play this week? I'll go first, and we'll get, turn it over to Jay Book. I, I think they'll have at least two of the running backs back, two of the three, maybe all three. They were all coming off the practice field in full uniform the other day. Mecca was limping coming off the practice field, but was in uniform. We didn't see Burke, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to play. My guess, Jay Book, if I had to guess, and I've said this on the show all week, Mecca won't play. Burke, oh man, I'm really torn on that. I'll say he won't play, but they'll have at least two of the three running backs. I hope I'm wrong about Mecca and Burke. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning towards that way, Dave, and I'll take your word on it. Um, I think I think they've been saving Henderson. If you were to listen to what they've kind of been hinting, Henderson could have played last week, uh, but they wanted to save him to make sure that he was fully ready to go. So I, I definitely think you're going to get Henderson back. Um, will we get a little bit of Dallin Hayden here? I mean, if I'm Ohio State, forget the red shirt stuff. I mean, he is producing. If he's going to be able to generate some offense for you, Dallin Hayden should get some touches here. To me, Dave, the the uh, the defensive tackles for Ohio State, that's going to be key because as much as people bang on Ohio State's offensive line about their play, Penn State's offensive line, they haven't played that well this year either. They've struggled to run the football, and they have a talent, they have a talented group of running backs, and they've struggled with the explosive plays. That interior of the Penn State offensive line is ripe for the pickings. Ty Leak is playing out of his mind, Dave. I think that he's going to be the difference maker, the one that can really disrupt that Penn State offense. Where you where you get in trouble with them is Drew Allard can make those off-platform throws. He can pull the ball down, big guy. Uh, so it's going to be crucial that Tommy, Steele, Cody, the linebackers, that they stay where they need to put, stay. That's been the one thing that's hurt them a lot so far this day, uh, so far, Dave, is Jim knows is not asking them to be as aggressive um, as you saw last year. So those guys having to play in space and be disciplined, that's somewhere that they struggled this year. They're getting a little bit better. You're starting to see Cody Simon eat into still Chambers minutes here. And what did Jim Noll say? Like those two guys are splitting 50-50 right now in practice. So you're going to see a, a, a rotation with those guys. But I just think that if the defensive line can create some problems, that right there is going to bode well for the defense, especially when Penn State has not shown all year that they've had the ability to generate explosive plays. We're just over 24 hours away. I can't wait. Great stuff as always out of Jonah Booker. Thank you, Jay Book. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great day, a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow, Bucknutters. Bye.